This episode of Blitzed is brought to you by Rip Curl. And with winter kicking in, it's time to get new rubber. And you can't do better than the Flash Bomb Fusion wetsuit. With the Fusion Dry Seam technology, you can stay warmer for longer in the revolutionary wetty with seams that do not leak. I just got together with Nick Pollett and we've just finished making a new Rip Curl search edit with Mace, Mick and Gabby somewhere in the uh, secret faraway realms of desert Australia and, mate, they're all repping the Flash Bomb Fusion Weddy and they are freaking. When we're going through all the footage, you know, there's there's big chunks of the boys holding up the weddies and talking about them, just going, these things are f- the best they've ever made. So they're built using 100% E7 flash lining. The Flash Bomb Fusion with the Fusion Dry Seam technology, it's the ultimate balance of flexibility, warmth and durability. So experience over 50 years of innovation fused into one weddie that is 96% stitch free. That's the Flash Bomb Fusion Wetsuit. Get it now at ripcurl.com. Competition surfing. Rashes. Oh, yeah. Baby, I can Nerdism. Yes, welcome to Blitzed. You pure to a nerdism. Oh, get your nerd on. Vaughn, there's waves. <laughs> there's <laughs> waves. We're back, There's mate. waves. Are you kidding me? It's oh, cooking. That, that melted little withered pruny little fucking sultana of a world tour. The heart of it finally started beating, mate. Someone pulled out the defib, jacked up that little fucking prune, pumped it full of swell, and here we go. We're back. Unbelievable, unbelievable scenes. The best contest in the last year, probably the last two years. Oh, God, what a relief. I feel, I feel, I, I didn't know. I, I was starting to turn into a cynic, Smithy. I was starting to turn into a sour, bitter, ugh, it's just an angry little ant. And now I'm back, mate. I'm, I'm, I feel reinvigorated by pro surfing somehow. Two big lessons came out of this for me. Go. Number one is that if we have waves, if we have good conditions for the world's best, if we have conditions that mm. suit the abilities and capabilities of the world's best, it's the best show on earth. Oh. It is as good as any sporting spectacle in existence. And it made me think, well, how do we guarantee good waves? And the answer to that is just extend the waiting periods. Mm. Now, that comes at a, a cost, a serious cost. Uh, some numbers getting bandied around, like 300k a day mm. uh, to, to lock these spots down. Drop in the ocean, surely. But surely there's some kind of backsheesh. Backsheesh! Or uh, at least some kind of, I don't know, this, surely we can get a negotiator to the table there that can to, that can knock that figure down a bit or, or take it to waves where... We don't have to pay that amount of money. Like, extend the waiting periods. Make sure we score. For the pros, it's not a big deal. They just hold up in paradise for an extra week or whatever. Right. And, like... They've already got an off-season now. Make them wait. Make them wait, Smithy. Because the payoff is the product, mate. The product, when it's all systems go, when the swells are firing... When you've got crossover heats too, fuck, that makes a big difference. It is such, oh, the spectacle just lives and breathes. But brah, brah, Smithy, brah, mate, come on. Like, that was fucking so overdue, man. This entire tour has been a disgrace. Disgrace. 
it's just been, oh, it's been, like, I don't know what we did to the WCL to deserve this year. It's mm. been a fucking mockery of our passion. Mm. And uh, finally, oh, even the first day of J-Bay was so fun because, um, A, everyone's kind of looking at the top five now and going, fuck, we better pull our fingers out here. Mm. And B, so yeah, A, the performances right from the very first heat, even the three-man heats, were so stingy. Like, they had so much fucking, tsah, tsah, they were just stinging it. Um, it fired John John up. Like, he came out with big air revs. It, it, everyone looked ready to go. So that, that mid-season cut doldrum was out of the picture. But then that next day, that fucking good day, holy shit, Smithy. That is, as you say, mate, as good a sporting spectacle as you can hope for. Which brings me to lesson number two, and that is that missing that brief window of all-time cooking J-Bay which happened to me. I fell asleep in Griffin's heat. Oh, no. It is like missing like the window of actual cooking real-life conditions. Mm. It's very similar feeling. Mm. You wake up feeling all fucking disheveled and depressed, and you know you've missed it. Oh, mate. And everywhere you go, everyone's talking yeah, about how yeah. cooking it was. You missed it, Smithy. You should have been here yesterday, mate. And then you tune in the next day knowing that, you know, all, all the talk is, all oh, it's going to be even bigger and better the next day. You tune in the next day. The period's dropped. It's just kind of fading, <laughs> gutless energy, and you're left just surfing, oh. stinging off shores and watching, sorry, people surf stinging offshores. Yeah. In, but yeah, just the parallel between missing that round of 16 and actually missing all-time conditions. It felt the same. Yeah. It was the yeah. same deep, guttural pain. No, mate. And even if you watched it, there was still pain to be had. I, f- I found a way to have pain. Like, I fucking no shit. I was staying awake. I, I, was, I, I don't know what I was up to that day, but I got home and I was rooted. So, like, turned on the surfing. Like, Ronnie texted me. He's like, check the surf. I was like, fuck. I was just fizzing out. I could not go to bed. I was going like, you know, like matchsticks under the eyelids, like a couple of fucking champagne-coloured cat hits. <laughs> Have a <laughs> shot of espresso. <laughs> pour some in your eye. Oh. Pour some down your jap side. Oh, just, whatever you, whatever it takes. Lemon juice down the jap side. Just wake me up. And uh, anyway, sure enough, I've watched so much epic surfing. Like, and the surfing, like, thank you, professional surfers. Pre- Thank you, World Tour Surfers, for reminding us why you are where you're at. Like, that day of surfing in those in that, in that surf, men's and women's, was fucking outrageous, man. It was so good. But I finally got to John John Florence and Connor O'Leary's heat. And I just went, oh, I'm, I'm done. I can't stay awake any longer. John gets a, a 9.2 or a 9.4 in the first 10 seconds of the heat. And I'm like, I love you, Connor. I love you, mate. But that's that's the white flag. I'm going to bed. I'll, I'll see you in the morning. You'll, Wake up. You're like Hunter S. Thompson oh. at the Rumble in the Jungle. Uh, yeah. Doesn't go yeah, and watch exactly. Ali's fight against Foreman. Exactly. Only for Ali to win. <laughs> I wake up in the morning. First thing I do, I roll over. I haven't even rubbed the sleep out of my eyes yet or the lemon juice out of my jap eye. Next thing, I'm fucking seeing the great Japanese wizard come Lennox Head transplant taking down JJF. What? Oh, Ted said, yeah, that pain you're talking about, it was real. Yeah, mate. it was. It, it, it was. It was, it was going to be felt in one way or another, either through just the sheer disgusting sensation of sleep deprivation, through uh, the inevitable missed heats. You had to miss a you couple. Had to. You had to. Uh, or you were just going to be up like some trucky 
uh, jacked on amphetamines mm. for the whole next day. You know, like it was, it yeah. was, it was hard. It, it was a difficult one to measure. Yeah. But Vaughn, the shat rating off the charts. Off the charts. Uh, S for skits, H for mad. A for are you kidding me? <laughs> kidding me? T for torture. Oh, this bruh. one just shut the bed oh, big, big time. time. Five yeah. out of five. Nah. Just I was cleaning my sheets for days. Hundred percent, mate. I was fucking. I, I don't know whether this is just a a, a side effect of of just gutless. Pointless, lifeless dribble for uh, over twelve months now, but it it lit my shat bowel on fire, mate. Like the whole system was running smooth, Smithy. There was steam coming out of my ears. I had that much shat in production, and uh, mate, it was so good. I I'm just so thrilled. And even though, yeah, okay, look, look, last day, bit of a fizzer. Let's be honest. It, it fucking it, it was hard to get as excited. It was hard to pick back up. Just like when you have the day of your life surfing, the next day's pumping still, but mm. you just you, you haven't got the same energy for it. And you know there was disappointing elements to the finals day, but at the same time, the, the job had been done for me. I, I was back. I was back. So it was a, it was a five out of five um, in terms. Now you know what it was. It was a four point eight. I've got a couple of little burrs in me fur that I need to clear up with you as we move through this one. But gee whiz, man! Like uh, yeah, I think the crossover heats in you know. Double overhead offshore J Bay is just such a welcome fucking spectacle. Hundred percent. What were the circumstances around why they didn't run overlapping on finals day? Is that just written into the the contract that that's not a possibility? That come finals they can't be overlapping. I don't. They needed them in in those high tide kind of slow, yeah, inconsistent conditions. Fuck, mate, it was a hard watch at times. I know. Uh, well, I think there's uh, an issue with the scale between men's and women, so they won't do crossovers from one one, uh, one to the other. That makes sense. Uh, and then I guess if it's quarters onwards, you're really only getting, because you're only getting two crossover heats, which might feel unfair to the, the two heats in the middle, because then the, the first quarter and the last quarter get... Pretty much half a heat right. with no one there else in go. the water. So yeah, it's a good explanation. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's pretty, it's pretty much just too skinny. You know, mm. you, there's not enough meat mm. to share around. But uh, yeah, mate. Look, I, I was with you. I was just going, just keep it rolling. Just, just have four surfers in the water all the way to the finals. Like it'd be so fun. Um, but yeah, in the end, I mean, far out. Let's let's get let's rip into yeah. this, mate. I'm, I'm so ready. And just one last quick note. Yeah, I mean. You're dealing with a sketchy product when in the course of an entire year, you get one full day window That's good waves. Like that's, and, and the product is at its absolute watchable peak. Yeah. Like that's not a good business formula. The new CEO needs to do a massive overhaul or, or at least a, a giant, what do they call those things? Like uh, in rugby league and other sports, when they, they bring someone in and they do a big fucking... Mm. Um, yeah, just a, <laughs> a big review, <laughs> a big uh, appraisal. I don't know what oh, it's called. Whatever the word is, I'm just too excited to think about these fucking these sorts of words, Smithy. I've got, uh, I've got a pulsating corn that is desperate to start you know, sharing the action here. But um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a report of some description, Smith that uh, will basically just look at the strengths and weaknesses of the current tour and really, like, make some changes that fix that. Because you're right. One day of cranking waves in a year of surfing is a fucking gigantic fail. Monstro. Like, yeah, the WCL can't control the swell, 
But yeah, things like extending waiting periods, fucking getting better waves on tour, you know, just a couple of little things that put the mm. product first again. Yeah, Because exactly. the product is is getting dismantled, delaminated, and fucking basically uh, dissipated by the fucking needs of of the finance. Absolutely. And, and mate, it doesn't make sense. If the product's good, people will pay. That's it. Exactly. Best surface in the best waves. It's a simple formula yeah. and they got to go back to it. Big time. Best wave worn. I had two candidates here. Here we go. Uh, the first, the most obvious, I guess, because it's the highest scoring wave of the, the event, a 993 for Toledo in the final. Just a massive down carve off the bat. That signature drawn out laceration out of the top. So stylish. So much speed. Mm. Uh, followed by a quick snap into a massive down the line finner on a cascading section. Super silky. He's got that move on lock. Then a big drop wallet hack. So like a different yet equally equally critical turn. Every turn so far. Then gets a double up closeout section. Couple pumps and just jams. A cupped out Closeout barreling section. Oh, wow. wow! I mean, the oh, energy pippy, and pippy, pippy. the energy and starchiness of his turns is unparalleled. Yeah. He's small in stature, but there's a thickness to his frame, and so much of that quick twitch, explosive energy uh, just allows him to really punch above his weight, mate. What does fucking Phil Toledo have to do to get a ten on this wave? Like, does he have to actually get on his hands and knees and just start slurping away on fucking Pratamo's nub? Maybe that's What's the claim. Is that the claim he needs to drop? Uh, oh. not, not the line claim with the, the, the two hands going X-Men. He's just got to go hands and knees on the board and just start simulating fellatio. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, what is perfect? Like, I, I don't know. I, I know we've had this convo many, many times on this show, Smithy. But, fuck, you can compare a couple of Philippe's waves in this event to any that, that first wave of Curran at J-Bay. And they're right there, man. And they're more powerful. They're way more critical. Like, Karen has the flow, but... Oh, bruh! It's just like... The guy is surfing J-Baber than anyone's ever surfed it. And where's the 10? Like, celebrate that fucking shit, man. Don't, like, leave us hanging when... I, I, I do understand, like, maybe at the start of a heat, they're too scared because they don't want to get boxed in and all that. But please, like, some of the rail surfing Philippe was doing is... Phew, it's so mad, mate. I mean, he, he carved his dick off on a few of those waves. Like, there's no dick left. It fl- it's off. It's gone. It's a nub. It's a it's a little tiny bendy McNub nub. That's what I'm going to call him from now on. He's just a fucking. Oh, I, I just don't know how much harder you can surf a wave. And he's, mm. you know, we said it before. His tempo on that wave, perfect, mm. perfect. His power for power, perfect. Something about him and J Bay is just perfectly in the slot. And it just, you know, all I could do was just marvel. Like every time he stood up, I was going, "What's he going to do? How can he, how can he blow my mind and melt my face off more than he already has?" Mm. And then he, there he goes, just fucking on the attack, attack, attack. The tempo of that wave is famously hard to find. Mm. You know, the best struggle to to really sync up yep. with it. And there's such a gap between those who find the tempo and rhythm of it and those who don't. Philippe has the tempo and rhythm of Curran, as you said, but it's Curran on amphetamines. Oh. Like, the guy is sped up, jacked up, just <laughs> ripping it to bits. It's Curran. He stopped at a fucking uh, one of those 
servos, the big fucking oh, servos yeah. on the BP on the, on way, the way from Port West, Elizabeth to Java. He just fucking bought a, a packet of crushed up, who knows what, from <laughs> some favela dwelling oh. lunatic, and uh, he's just huffed it. Yeah. And just yeah, it's it's crazy the the energy and speed and the way he's able to. I mean, the guy's front yeah. side rail game is so next level that it doesn't matter what the canvas is. If if, if it's an overhead right, he'll find the rhythm and mm. tempo and just fucking apply his warp speed, yeah. brain and uh, his physicality, his ability to understand curves, oh. uh, his ability to come up with exactly yeah. the right shape to throw in the right part of the wave. But it's all done at super speed. It's And the power. I mean, speed is power mm. uh, when the timing is perfect. Yeah. And his timing is perfect. It is, mate. And it's, it's it makes you love him. Like, I, I was in awe of the guy and I was just going, this is so fun to watch. And this guy, you know, like... It doesn't erase the asterisks. Like, the asterisk is looming large here. And, um, you know, I just get the feeling, Smithy, that uh, – and we'll talk about this at the end of the show when we get to what it all means. But, you know, it's almost like why bother going to Chopes if you're him right now? Just, just can it. Why bother? Unless you're dead set going there on the mission as a world champ and, and it, it probably would be the right thing to do to go there – with a plan to actually fucking put it all on the line and don't even worry about the world title. Because last year, you know, the world title was the goal. This year, he's got to get past that on the best surfer in the world. Six nudging, nudging eight foot and lower. Mm, because yeah. as soon... As soon as he gets over that, he's he's not even in the conversation anymore. Well, that's it, Vaughn. Uh, it's either that or, or risk another one of those pointy little esoteric things hovering around all of his world titles, And Vaughan. isn't it funny? The asterisk! Oh, and isn't it funny that an asterisk looks exactly like a puckered-up little cornhole? Mm, it does. That's just exactly what Philippi's little asterisk stands for. Puckered-up corn! <laughs> <laughs> but geez, he was good over there. I'm back in love with uh, the world champ, mate. He he is the most electrifying surfer in the world, six foot and under. He's just fucking unbelievable. Absolutely, Incredible. and just a quick recount of off the of the final uh, an eight point eight three. Off the bat, mm. that down-the-line finner, that signature frontside move that's just money with the judges. He's the best in the world at that move. And, uh, yeah, that was the, – the, I think it was like three in a row or something, three on that wave. Yeah. Interestingly, now that put Ethan under the pump right off the bat, and it does seem that Ethan rattles a bit. Uh, you know, when he finds himself behind a solid score early or, or in a situation – that he shouldn't be in, say, like uh, using the elimination round mm. at J-Bay, you know, you can see he's, he loses confidence. And as soon as he loses confidence, he loses rhythm and he, he looks like a different surfer. He starts to surf safe. Like, it's still flowy and pretty, but there's just none of the sizzle and X factor. He's kind of nursing it a bit and he mm. looks very beatable. Uh, and we kind of saw it in the finals last year too at Trestles. Mm. And that's been a big motivator for him, the fact that he melted in that final in that final series. And, uh, yeah, so I was just kind of acknowledging that the Ethan, who's low on confidence, the, the Ethan, say, from the uh, elimination round compared to the Ethan in every other heat thereafter, is a very different surfer. Mm. And, mate, when he, yeah, when he's got that confidence, there is so much spice and sizzle to his rail oh game my God, that he is the best surfer 
on the planet. Yeah. Uh, and, and had there been, you know, equal equal scoring opportunity in that final, it may have been a very uh, a very different story had mm. him and Philippe been able to just go toe to toe in the conditions of the day before. It's such exactly. A shame exactly. Not to get to see yeah. them compete. Because as soon conditions. as the swell dropped off a bit, you just were going. It's Felipe's day. Like there's there's as as, as brutal and as just fucking powerful as Ethan is. As soon as that swell dropped out of the guts a bit, it, it was always going to be somewhere in the back of the brain. You know, like, and it was classic because he, he had that quarter against um, Medina and um, it just didn't look like a day for the goofs. You know, it was kind of wobbly. It was, it lost a bit of juice. And, um, but yeah, I was watching the whole comp with uh, Owen Wright. We were together on a, a little trip up the coast and, and Owen was just we were talking a lot about sort of belief and confidence. And Owen was just saying, mate, belief is power. Like, as soon as you have belief, and it doesn't matter what you're up against or whatever, as long as you believe, you will surf 10 times more powerful. And uh, he was sort of, you know, describing, like, for example, Conor O'Leary's run. He goes, he, he goes absolutely bonkers, and then he hits the quarters, and he kind of almost feels like he's in this new space where he's not. But the belief changes, mm. and he and he has to reset his belief, and so I was just I found that fascinating, and I <clears throat> I think you're right. But Ethan Ewing, the one thing that he has that even Felipe doesn't have is that when he's loading up off the bottom, the speed uh, and the torque and the power is just at that little ratchet above, and I don't know what it is, man, but fucking there was a couple of snaps that Ethan did that were just like you you had a noise coming out of your mouth before he'd finished the turn like you're going Aah! like ah like it was like getting stabbed in the eyeballs with a fucking pinger a yeah. pinger knife oh who was it I, i'm struggling to remember now i think it was it was on the the good day the the round of 16 and he opened up with his first turn. It was a one-hitter, mm. and he just signaled his intention straight off the bat. And it's Geordie. It was Geordie. It was mm. the craziest fucking turn of the whole comp. It was yeah. like a six in that one turn. Mm. Uh, and it was just a loosener for him. Mm. Uh, and, mate, yeah, like you said, just the savagery oh. mixed with the style and then transitioning out of it with just pure butter and oh. grease. Even, yeah. like, more speed, mm. perfect poise. Nah, exactly. It, it's unbelievable. Yeah, you, it makes you want to just fill a bathtub full of olive oil and just roll around in it. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it other than that. He's just that slippery, isn't he? And then when he fucking engages that rail, mate, he is dead set clevering fucking entire portions of wave into mm. the universe. Like, that's that's the big difference, and that's that's the thing that he's going to have to lean on against Felipe when, they, you know, they meet up at, at Trestles because the power is noticeably, much, like, bigger. It's a bigger, bigger frame, and it's a bigger body, and it's a fucking... It's got a hell of a sting on it when he really unloads. Mm. And that's the difference between high confidence Ethan and low confidence Ethan. Mm. You just don't see those turns no. in low confidence Ethan. No. Now, uh, yeah. Oh, best wave though. Best so. wave. So I'll just, just to, to wrap it off. So the, the second best wave and my actual favorite, a mm. little bit lower on the judging scale, but uh, for me, uh, no brainer on this one. Uh, Conor O'Leary versus Callum Robbo, the 957. I'm so with you. Couldn't in the be more uh, with elimination you. round, I believe it was. I mean, look, 
it was a real wave. It was a real J Bay wave, and he just clubbed this thing to <laughs> death like a baby seal. Just yeah, mate. Over and over again, he, he rolled in and set up and just threw an absolute tomahawk at the lip line. That that first turn mm. was the best backside crack of, of the whole mate. event, uh, and it, it was as like just as heavy footed a lip line crack that. I don't know, that I can ever remember being done. Like, yeah. you know, surfing ain't getting worse. Mm. So uh, that thing was just ludicrous. Airdropped out of it with even more speed. Uh, another Rio, yeah. a sick vertical hook in the pocket, winds up again and hammers the lip with a, a very functional floater on a descending section, couple more snaps, and then a final vertical fins-out hit on the closeout. Oh, my God. Yahtzee! Yeah. <laughs> oh, mate, if Philippe Toledo carved his dick off, then fucking Connor O'Leary bashed his dick into a pulp. He absolutely, <laughs> as you said, clubbed it. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised, Smithy, if he came in and just fucking had no idea of the carnage that he'd left out there. Like, he, it was there was a couple of sessions at Lennox um, that we shared uh, probably two months ago now, mm. but he did a few turns. I'm going to actually repost them on our gram promoting this, and you'll see the... There is no one better or more powerful on the back end in the world right now than Conor O'Leary. Nobody. He, he is the fucking butcher of fucking any backhand vertical section. He will absolutely bash that shit to pieces, mate. It was validating to see it get rewarded in this arena because we see that on the weekly living mm. up here and it's mind-melting. Like you're, you're, you're hearing... Old school Lennox lords, like guys who were on the queue, yeah. guys who've seen so much mm. top talent come through their point break yeah. saying that was the craziest backside crack I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, so you know it's good. And you're watching it and it's it's making it's blowing your mind. Like, you know, on, on days when it when it's good out there, he's waiting for wide ones, the biggest possible bowl he can get, and just fucking putting that Mondo frame of his to work and just Destroying sections, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's uh, just electric and energizing to see in the flesh, and, it is. and to see it now literally held aloft as the very model of backside surfing in the world. Yeah, yeah we're not mad. No, 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 no. We're not mad at all. I, I just believe that uh, the O'Leary victory uh, it has got to come. Like it, it's he is world class. He's surfing as big. He, I mean, he's got a weapon that not many crew on tour have. Like, you know, your Philippe's, your Gabe's, your John John's. Like, none of them can fucking hit a backhand lip like he can. And so, it, he deserves to get deeper. And he deserves to hit finals a little more often. And I, I think, uh, you know, belief, if that's if that's the, the power game, he's just got to find a way to tap into it when he gets to that deep section of the draw. Because that, that wave is easily my favourite wave of the comp, despite... All the epic fucking surfing that Philippe, uh, sorry, Philippe and Ethan and even Steph and Riss at times. Uh, that was the best way for me because that was just pure, pure, pure grunt, pure grit and pure power, my man. Pure. And you talk about Lucy Brack. Talk about confidence. I mean, his opponent in that heat, Callum Robson, he's in a bit of a rut at the moment. And, mm. yeah, it's such a crazy game, the confidence game. It's such a tonic. It is – it's bizarre to see because at this level, you feel like almost any surfer 
can win an event. You wouldn't yeah. be surprised to see any surf in the draw win an event. I mean, look at Ian Gentil. Yeah. The guy's come from absolutely nowhere mm. and he's flaring it up like Parker, that huge rangy rig of his. Yeah. You know, it's at times a bit of a, a, an ungainly, unsightly style, but just the extra body talk and the super accurate positioning and he's making it work in a, in a remarkable way. Yeah, man. Uh, and that's just purely on the back of confidence. I well, mean, of course. And also the rookies just tend to have a bit of a, a, a nothing to lose attitude once they get past that cut and they can really start to open up. It's and a big spurt of confidence. It is. Robbo had it in, you know, Cal yep. Robbo had it in uh, in parts in his rookie season. Yep. And, and then it, I guess the sophomore season, it, it kind of dwindles. Mm. It's a funny one, isn't it? It's like uh, there is something in that where the – the rookie, they just explode in self-belief once they get a couple of heats and that confidence just comes squirting down mm. through the synapses and they're on. They're yeah. on for a second. But that's what pro surfing is. It's a battle of maintaining that mental fortitude, that, mm. that trust and belief, even in the darker moments. And that's really what separates the greats from the coulda beans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. I'm not, I want to say 100%. I'm trying not to say 100% at the moment because I just – Back everything that you say, Smithy, because I'm just on point with you at the moment, mate. But, yeah, it's a tricky one, man. And, um, yeah, I, I feel like – are we going to uh, flow into best heat here? Yeah, yeah. A, a couple of quick doffs of the car. Okay, yeah, doff on uh, for in, best wave. In the women's, uh, Steph Gilmore, she came up with a super clutch win. I think it was in also the, the round of 16. Mm. Uh Really earmarked for me by that, like a, a bunch of like just varied clinical, stylish frontside gaffs and snaps, mm. and then a sick kick stall into a long pit um, that wasn't super deep. But uh, from memory, she, she got something around about the seven point mark, and mm. that really seemed to kickstart her run. I just thought that that was such a clutch way mm. because, in the context of her year, she loses there. Goodbye, final five. Mm. Uh, she needed to uh, a strong performance here. She had to finish a couple of heats ahead of Katie Simmons, which she did. Mm. Um, so that was, I just thought, a, a huge wave in the context of her year and just beautifully surfed. She mm. looked amazing out there, as she, you'd expect. She looks so good. Riss looks so good. Carol looks so good. Carol Marks. Marksy um, bra. Marksy bra. Just, oh, there was, there was a lot of standout waves, man. There was a lot. Uh, I guess... The wave that's worth just bringing up here if we're talking about high scores and, and, and big scores is uh, Yago Dora's first wave, uh, the big 9.27 for just a single turn. Interesting, I mean, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It, it didn't it, age it, well, it, potentially. It didn't, it didn't sit well in the moment, and it sits even worse now. It's, it's like, yeah, I feel like I've been sitting on a wooden stool for like two and a half hours, and my... my Ass cheeks have pins and needles. That, that's the sensation I've got. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm not liking this. Mm. Um, Pretty crazy huck. It was it a sick huck. Got on a skitsy rotation that kind of, it's almost like a side flip. The, 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 the fins are facing like almost the shore. You just Love fly the, the air on, on, a, on a solid section, like yeah. a five-foot fucking closeout. Love the huck. <laughs> Love the huck. Nothing against Yago. Love the air. Loved everything about it. But 9.27 yeah. and then two days later, Phil can't get a 10. Mm. Like, mate, come on. Something stinks, mate. Something stinks like Ouroboros or ostrich sausages left in the <laughs> fucking... So, I don't know. It's, it stinks like <laughs> pelican shit. Anyway, I'm off it. Uh, but, yeah, that, that, was a, that was a tricky one, you know, in the context of the entire year where, you know, Italo must have watched that and just gone, 
am I on fucking drugs? Am I on acid? What the fuck is going on here? Like, how many airs do I have to do and I can't get over a six and Yago does two and gets a 10 and a 9.27 in consecutive comps? Mm, It's a great point, man. It's weird. It is. And it just goes to show that surfers kind of get on heat with the judges and the judges are just loving what they're putting down and, and yeah. other surfers go dead cold and they can't get above a six for a skitsy, full rope, flat spinning, yeah. greased air Fully. Like, you know, yeah. Like, man, it, like, you know, Italo did one in Margaret River on a fucking giant left. Uh, that was a point of difference straight away because not many people even go left there anymore. Greased it on a fucking good solid six foot wave. High speed. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I feel for Idolo a bit. I feel like he's he's like as you say, if Yago's getting the oil, fucking Idolo's not even getting a he's not even getting a single square of judging paper to take to the Portaloo. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And I mean, interesting as well, Idolo obviously suffering a, a serious knee injury. We haven't heard the, the oh. full diagnosis well, on that yet. It's mate, it's it's fine. He's got a bruised knee no bone. Way. Bruised knee bone. Mate. A, a hematoma. That is fascinating, hey, because he is the ultimate rubber man. What I was going to say is the way he's been surfing, he's been surfing with a reckless abandon that almost screams hate and anger at me. Like the way he's been throwing himself around, he's been hucking himself into some of the wildest, most just reckless backside air rev full roads into like – dodgy winds and exploding lips yeah. and that floater I mean it seems it, personal to me like it seems like he is just looking at the judges and going fucking c- come at me bruh mm. like you know he's just like he's it's it, you're right it, it seems fueled by frustration and anger a lot of it so I wasn't surprised to see him come unstuck I mm. thought that was a long time coming in fact and I thought for sure he's done an ACL he's done an MCL he's done something that's going to put him out for nine months yeah. but Idolo being the tightly boiled, distilled little nub of cacao that he is. <laughs> completely sweet. Just a little fucking, little bit of dank rub on the knee and he's straight back out there. Are you kidding me? Mate, I thought his knee exploded. Fuck, like, looked Did awful. you see his body? And I've never seen his body do this. Not once. He is as tight as it gets, mate. He is wound like violin strings, you would think. But, yeah, he, he, he hits the board... You see the entire leg bend forward over his knee, so it's already going in the wrong direction, and his entire upper body at that stage almost goes into this shock response where he goes limp. I've never seen Italo limp. I don't think many people have. Mm. And uh, He's rock hard. He's rock hard. And I just thought that knee is uh, like the cruciates, the lats, whatever the fucking mechanics of a knee are, inside there is just like, Water in a plastic bag. I was like, there's no, there wouldn't even be cartilage or gristle left. And he's just got a bruised knee bone. Like, props to you, Italo. Like, fair income, mate. That's the hard work, you know, outside of surfing yeah, that he does. That's right. He's a machine. I mean, aside from the Red Bull, it's probably just literally disintegrating his liver as we speak. Mm, pancreatic cancer. Oh, mate, you know, yeah, he's going to have a fucking, some sort of colostomy bag situation oh, at some point. But, that's a guarantee. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the knee, fuck, it dealt with it. Yeah. Well done. Oh, mate. And, I mean, we've seen the, the off-season work he does, you know, doing the, the leg presses with the hot bird on top of the weights, mm. feeding him three paperies, yeah. little squirts of Red Bull and <laughs> Amazonian misto brews. So, I mean, uh, all that 
we kind of mocked it at times, the the, uh, yeah. the selfies and just those gym workouts with the beans and brown rice eight pack. Mm. And, mate, it's all clearly worked. Yeah. Like, I mean, not many people can sustain a wipeout like that. And nah. the only other guy that seems to be able to is Medina. Mm. And again, you know, just hucking themselves willy-nilly into the worst air wind yeah. imaginable landing in, in the most awkward situations. Uh, and... Nine times out of ten being sweet. I mean, there is still going to be that season ender. It's mm. coming for Italo if you keep surfing like this. Yeah. We saw Gabe uh, have that one against Cal Robbo in Brazil. Like you, sim- the percentages simply stack up against you uh, to at a certain point and and end you. Mm. But fuck, mate, I don't know. I just don't know what they're doing to enable uh, just that acrobatic. There's a clear fluency in the way their bodies move that mm. is just Brazilian. Mm. That's the only adjective you can come up with mm. for it, it mm. the way their 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 legs and fucking glutes are all stuck together to their core and the way they move mm. is so brazilian and somehow it continues to enable them to just throw fucking caution to the wind and be sweet i just uh i'm just so glad that italo hasn't had a career ending moment there because for, for, for all money you were back and that that knee was had the constitution of mashed potato after that it was horrendous. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, best waves, plenty of them. Um, but, yeah, I'm giving it to the, the big dog, Connor. O'Leary Zebra. Which brings us nicely to the best heat. And for me, a no-brainer of this one, too. That had to be Connor versus John John. Two surfers oh. just high yep. on the squirts of confidence. They were just downing liters of confidence juice mm. before they paddled out and went blow for blow in Absolutely all-time cooking super tubes. Goofy versus natural. Very different approaches, but the absolute pinnacle of the backside and frontside approach Mm. on show. Uh, Connor just so composed down a a 9.23 right off the bat to John for a... uh, a classic carve, a classic John carve, a mental snap on a, a cupped out section and a long and ingeniously navigated tube. Fuck, mm. the judges ate that up. No, and then a they. fucking melt your face off end section, layback jam, signature John. Uh, but yeah, mate, credit to Connor. I mean, just kept himself in the game, built a house with a seven and then just fucking exploded on mm. his fourth wave with an eight, seven, seven, a, a tricky takeoff in the foam, but emerged straight out of it into a deep bottom turn, squared up and just hammered a vertical Rio into a descending section, bogged a carve with J, JJF on the shoulder mm. there, but there wasn't much scoring potential uh, in that section. There was another carve, and then that signature yeah. vertical punch into the lip, you know, where he just talks his body at the last second to fucking hammer the thing yeah. and spray. And he just, he sends spray higher than I'm claiming any surfer in planetary mm-hmm. history. I mean, there is spray hitting the <laughs> windscreen of the International Space Station. <laughs> oh, oh, senor! Mayday! Mayday! Mayday, senor! Yeah, and then there's another carve. A sick hook in the pocket with a bit of a tail slide and then that Spider-Man end section float just showing all that strength and flexibility and athleticism of the big mom. Yeah, go O'Leary. He and John traded sevens in the next exchange. Um, But just as Connor was building some momentum in the heat, John drives a dagger into him with an eight. A big crazy S-turn that was almost off the back of the wave. Flies out of that thing down the line. Signature layback. The, the John back, mm. let's call it. 
for the moment. Just super vert, right in the pocket. Smooth roundhouse that set him up for another vertical blast into the lip. Kind of flew out of that thing uh, into a, a crazy lip attack floater that I think the judges loved. He was a bit late on it mm. and kind of disconnected on the drop. Yeah. Uh, but stuck it clean ultimately for a combined total of 17.23 with less than two minutes mm. on the clock. Uh, and then it happened for It happened. Here comes the big man. <laughs> Super deep on the reef. Gets around a section with ease that no mortal would have made. Mm. And then just goes to fucking town. Big vertical snap in the pocket. Straight into the most critical backside. Uh, Thinner on a descending lip. Up and over the cunt. Smooth as. A little bobble as he stuck it. But, you know, that bobble was also kind of a pump. Let's Mm. be real. Because it put him in the perfect spot uh, to get around the section. And... uh, Squared up again, another big backside finner, double pumped the bottom turn, and then another of the cunts, a vertical up and over, fins out blast yeah. on the closeout section. Get in the score, you dogs! <laughs> oh, and they did, Vaughn. Uh, I think it was, uh, what oh. was it? Uh, a mid eight or a high yeah. eight or something, but it was enough to get the job done. And, and Much si- to the chagrin oh. of the uh, surfing public. I mean, people have been blowing up about this one ever since. Give it a rest. And uh, I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah, look, I do get it. But John John's first wave, as slick, as punchy, as beautiful as it was, was still a small wave. Like, it was tiny. And, jeez, uh, they juiced him. And, and, one of the big issues I had with John's score on that first wave, and which sent me to bed, was that Gabe in the heat previous had gone fucking so turbo smithy. Like, uh, he had put on the most just high-speed, buttery fucking display of backside shreddery I've seen in a long, long time. This is against Callanan. So we had a... I almost couldn't separate best heat. Like, I had uh, Callanan and Gabe... Into so it was Geordie and Ethan, Callan and Gabe, and then uh, John, John and Connor, like all in a row. Like it was just it was so heavy, uh, amazing surfing going on. But then Gabe just could not get the judges interested, not once. Like the the surfing he was doing was just getting completely like poo poo faced by uh, the panel. Mm. And um, then John comes out, gets a little insider, and, and gets a nine two seven. I was just going whoa, and I I just wonder if you were there. As that heat progressed and as the surfing kind of got more intense on bigger sections, whether you would have seen just how much gnarlier those big hits were of Connors. Do you know what I mean? Like Absolutely. Were, I like mean, as, look, as slick as – and don't get me wrong, John John looked interested. Like, he didn't look like the John John of the last three comps. No, he, uh, he, he was he was showing emotion like I've, I've never seen him show emotion. There, there was claims yeah. going down. Like, he was looking at the judges. I don't think I've ever seen that. Before. And I think everyone who was watching was feeling the same as, as I was. I was going, fuck, how good is this? Like, even in round one, John John was doing airs and then into big snaps and just had so much fizz under his feet. And then, um, yeah, like, he came in, uh, obviously got told by every single human because he, he wouldn't have seen Connor's ways, right? So he would have come in and gone, fuck, he must have gone mad. Everyone on the beach is telling him, oh, you got stitched, you got stitched. The online thing's going berserk. His coach, Ross Williams, is saying, look, you know, fucking, I appreciate Connor, but this is the best surfing in the world, if you ask me. And then Nate Florence gives him the big FOMO bait, dangles it in front of uh, the <laughs> neck beard and says, how do you like a little chomp on this? Slab to her. And uh, we were just going, 
I was just going, mate. We literally as, said as, it as, one episode ago. Yeah, and as as much as I, as much as I think that it could have gone either way, maybe, and maybe Connor, you know, whatever, whatever. Those that was not the worst example of a fucking heat going pear shaped that we've seen this year, not by a long chalk. And um, I just wonder whether that's the straw. You know, Chopes has just. It's just got to be firing. If it's not firing, we might lose John John. That's mm. that's how it feels. Because like, what's the motivation if if he has to sit and watch another year of Nate getting fucking coned off his dial, 100%. just to lose heats by that much and have the rest of the world telling you that you got stitched? Yeah, I, I wasn't back in the sour grapes. I mean, that was a fifty fifty call. It could have gone either way. I couldn't split him, but I trust five judges from five different nationalities to do it, and mm. they went with Connor. So who who can argue with that? Really, yeah. like. Uh, yeah, well, that, that's funny because my, um, my my pure melt was the judges. I thought they had a fucking real all over the shop event, man. Like, you know, from from the Yago incident through to the fucking Felipe not being like just the stinginess with tens. Like, man, there's got to be theatre in sport. Like, I'm not I'm not fucking here to I'm not here to be told that's not good enough. I'm here to go like fucking get in the feel of this. Like, get in the moment with it. Like they did with Yago. They fully did, mate. Like, that air completely must have had the beach roaring and everyone, and they just caught up in that moment and they throw this fucking ludicrous score at it. And then Felipe's doing what he's doing and it's a bit colder and maybe not as many people on the beach and it doesn't have that dynamic finish close to all the, the crowd and they they don't give it. And the other big problem I've got, I've got a fucking massive problem with the judging at the moment. I was talking to Ronnie about this. The finishing turn is way, way too highly mm. valued. Way too That's high. A good point. Mate, the Molly Picklam Steph Heat, I don't care. Like, I love Molly. We back her. She's unreal. And strategically, she put together a good heat. But you cannot tell me that her turns even come fucking close in one iota to what Steph was doing in that heat, man. Like the turn Steph were doing. We're just huge slicing, on-rail, high commitment, like full-speed Formula 1 surfing, and then she just doesn't get that little fucking finishing slap, and they penalise her for it? It's such a good point. Dude, nah. No, 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 no. Like, it's a nothing turn on a weird section a lot of the time. It's easily the the least critical or the least, uh, you know, exhilarating on the eye turn of the the whole wave. Yet, if you don't do it, if you don't get that completion, if you leave that little bit of meat on the bone, uh, or or, or you, you, yeah, yeah, it it just seems like it's way overemphasized. It is. The completing of the ride. Margaret River, sure. Like, fucking oath. When you've got, like, two oceans colliding and you've got to navigate it to get your score, that makes sense. Slapping a, like, a, a tiny little... Like a way of a section that a lot of surfers just didn't even fucking go at it because it's so you know dumpy and it's so close to the rocks. Like all they're doing is tapping it. The only person who really went after it mostly was Philippe. Like he'd really cracked that end section and Connor. And man, it's just out of whack to be rewarding that sort of you know kind of a couple of good turns, get the finish over like two or three just monster sears into a fucking fall-off. It, it it doesn't make sense to me. The other big problem I've got is uh, a while back, Gabby was talking about, you know, the progression of the sport being held back. Italo jumped on board. Philippe jumped on board. Do you remember that whole fucking oh, yeah. furor? 
And, uh, mate, there's no doubt those motherfuckers are getting judged against themselves. Like, Gabby against Callanan was, yes, Callanan did the two biggest turns on the biggest section in that heat, but Gabby surfing was on another planet, man. Like, it, it was fucking on another planet. When you watched it in real life, every time Arkel got a wave, you were like, fucking sick. And on the wave behind it, Gabby was putting an extra two points on every single one. Couldn't trouble the excellent range. And he was busting it out the back, throwing finners, like fucking going so loon bags. And um, you could see the disenchantment on his face as he's paddling back out and hearing his scores. Like you could just see him going, what the actual fuck is going on here? And it has almost nothing to do with progression and has everything to do with the judges going, we know you can do better than that. Like, that's what it reeks of. And that is a shit way to judge. Yeah, Dane Reynolds used to suffer from the same affliction. Yeah. It was bizarre. You know, he, he the scale would just blow out when he was in the water. He, he'd get a, a six for a, a single turn. And it's like, hold on. Like, what happens when he does three of those? What are you going to do? Are you going to give him a fucking 18 out of 10? Like, exactly. And it, it, it just used to happen so often, and it drove him fucking mad. And I think it's what drove him away from competitive surfing. Because for that exact reason, he was leaving meat on the bone often. He would come up with two of the most fucking off-their-heads hammers you've ever seen, mm. like, that still stand up today, like, 10-plus years on. But he'd get, like, an eight. Uh, and an eight and a four, like it just. And then, meanwhile, uh, you know, uh, a consummate professional would would do all the appropriate tags, finish the wave, that classical kind of competitive three to the beach, but modernized surfing, yeah, and, and beat him over and over again. And uh, you, you could see it; it was just fucking driving yeah. him out. It wasn't the brand of surfing he wanted to be doing, uh, and he was fully being scored against himself. Yeah, my biggest melt, Vaughn. Uh, I had a couple. I thought the uh, the white chocolate uh, struck again. Uh, just you know, not in a not in a, a, a full blown like running down the back of your pocket into your undies like <laughs> just melted caramellos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So but, it's, it's not the uh, dribbling down the back of your jeans into the into the top of your chucks. No, kind it of was melt. more like the Mars bar and the glove box that you were looking forward to, and it's <laughs> fucking goo, and you're like, fuck. Uh, yeah, you just oh, overcooked no. a Rio against Ethan that. Ultimately, put him behind a tube section that he would have made, and that would have won him the heat. Yeah. And I just thought, fuck, mate, that's going to keep him awake at night. That's going to have yeah. uh, the big man playing bed karate for an entire mm. year until J Bay rolls but around the two time champ. How was that that juxtaposition between uh, Geordie's first heat uh, in the morning? He went so crazy, and you were just going, wow, this is beautiful to watch because. Geordie at J-Bay, when it's like that, you're going, well, I could just sit here all day, get a big tub of fried chicken, get a massive thing of melted butter, just get all the fat and grease and just let it all just slide through me because that's how good it is. It's just like full flavour surfing. And then he paddles out and the first turn Ethan does makes all that surfing look passe. Mate, like, seriously. It was crazy. I was like, how are you making one of the greatest J-Bay surfers of all time look ancient. Seriously, that's Did was my next that? point. 100%. Yeah. He looked pedestrian and from a different age at mm. times compared to Ethan. He yeah. just looked slow and cumbersome. Uh, but he still had the chance to ice that and, and win that heat. And it all came down to that Rio, which, yeah, he could have just fucking safetyed that thing. He didn't have to hit it in the most cupped out part of the way of it. He kind of lost the lost the handle on, on the, the drop 
back into the trough and ended up behind that tube section and yep. just fucked him. Like, yep. yeah, yep. Oh, man, that's and, and that that's panic. That's a panic move because like overcooking a turn like that when you're him at J Bay is is like feeling like you got to bring a bit more sting. And uh, he needed to. I mean, I just yeah, as much oh, the big tube would have got him through for sure. But the actual turns and the acceleration through the turns, holy smokes. So, yeah, it was like two race cars from different eras on the mm. same track. It was nearly the most magic combo ever because it did put him that little bit deep and behind mm. the section. And, it, you know, even if he doesn't overcook that turn and he gets into the pit, it's probably the, the tube of the event. Like, mm. he, he fully was backdoor in, like, a proper hollow section with a nice little doggy door exit. But he fucked it, so he was gone. And <laughs> uh, the next melt, I thought Katie Simmers. Uh, I just saw it. I don't know if the equipment she was on was the right equipment. Mm. She was riding like a, a pretty like oversized step up. Seemed to kind of almost change her stance up. Like her, her feet looked narrow. Uh, uh, I guess it was the first time she'd surfed out there. Yeah, apparently, and you know you could kind of tell because she was out of rhythm, knocked in round two, and just gave up some valuable ground in her bid to make the final five. She, and the Olympics, like yeah. there, there's a fair bit of. There's a fair bit going on here. Um, and, and, you know, Olympic qualification is this sort of growing, it's this growing feel that's going on on the underside of this world title race. I mean, people have already qualified. Ethan is going to be going to Chokes yeah, for Australia. Good. Fucking unbelievable. So frothing. But, um, yeah, that was a huge, huge event for Katie. And, geez, she looked underdone, didn't she? Uh, the, the, I feel like every time I've doubted Katie Simmers, she has surprised me. So I was waiting for that surprise mm. again, and it just never happened. It was the comp- complete opposite of that because, yeah. uh, you know, right points is her bread and butter. She's from the home of yeah. right points in the States, and that seems to be where she looks most comfortable. Uh, but, yeah, it just melted. Yeah. Really. It was like opening a, a present on Christmas morning, and instead of getting, you know, fresh socks, you just get a pair of secondhand socks that don't surprise you at all. They kind of stink a bit, mate. <laughs> uh, biggest surprise. Vaughn, uh, yeah, John's lost to Connor in a way. Uh, you know, that was John's first outing at J-Bay in six years. Mm. Uh, he was looking set for a big result. He needed a big result to really stake his claim for the final five. And then the human meat cleaver just axed him. Oh, yeah. he bra. Surprised, and yet not surprised given the surfing. Uh, yeah, we see Connor pull off at, at, at points around here on the regular, but... Yeah, I just thought, man, I was expecting John to, to go deeper. Mm. Uh, and that was a bit of a shock to me, and especially given the way he started that heat. Covered it extensively. Yep, yep, agreed. Um, I my, my, well, my big surprise was that, you know, Steph, uh, Gabe, John John, and Jack Robbo, all surfers with so much on the line, so much to surf for, didn't penetrate and get the results they needed. Um, champions tend to fucking fire their guns at about this point of the year if, they've, if they're really going to make a, a stake, a claim, a, a get their race, their motor humming, and uh, none of them did. So that was a huge surprise to me because I, I was thinking, you know, good waves. And as we said at the start of the show, like, it, it, it fired those guys up. There's no question. They all looked ready and, and reinvigorated and, and re-inspired to get out there and get a result. But... It just goes to show you, man, like those guys in the old days could just almost flick that switch and just get a result when they needed it. Now they've got to work so much harder. doesn't help when the judges are scoring them against themselves, but 
you know, if that's how it is and they know that's how it is, then they've got to fucking go above and beyond. And I don't know what that requires from them, though, because to me, man, the surfing those those guys were doing, maybe Jack Robbo started to get a little bit of momentum back. He's definitely not at his best. But aside from him, the other, John, Steph, and Gabby, fucking couldn't have done much more. They ripped. Best performance... Uh, Got to go with Philippe Toledo. Easy. I mean, look at the scores. This guy was cashing in 9-9-3 in the final with an 8-8-3. Mm. Uh, just a fucking mondo combined total to be dropping. The pointy end of an event like that. Didn't even give Ethan a sniff. Uh, the, yeah, the, you, you were talking about the 10. I mean, three judges gave him a 10. Yeah. Uh, but two docked him. And Those two need to go home and have a good hard look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. 963 against Jack Robbo, a 963 against Rio Wider. So Toledo, yeah, unquestionably the best surfer in the world at J Bay. And my other best performance, the commentary team. I was loving it. I just thought all class. Uh, Paul Evans is a great addition. Mm. Uh, it's amazing to hear a guy with that level of technical knowledge who's got an English accent and <laughs> I, I just loved his turn of phrase at times. Mm. Uh, you know, he's a great writer. He can copy his work on Stab Magazine and he's an old mate of mine uh, from my early days covering the tour back mm. in my early 20s. I thought Peter Mel's aerial breakdowns were just amazing. Like, I, I love his take on aerial surfing. I mean, he's from that era of Santa Cruz, like the aerial pioneer mm. uh, kind of scene. He, he was... One of them himself has a, a crazy punt game to go of his fucking big time. psycho big wave game. Uh, he's amazing at J-Bay. He, I liked his breakdowns of just the, the way the place functions on the various swell directions and, and variables at play throughout the event. And uh, Richie Lovett, mm. Rick Love, just the, the style and, and technical breakdowns were great. I mean, yep. so good. I, I learned a lot. His, his froth was real. He emphasized the right things. Yeah, when the waves were cooking... The commentary matched it, the energy, and mm. it was like just a, a really fucking high-end product, and the WSL needs to replicate that yep. uh, by whatever means necessary. Mm. I uh, I didn't have a – this wasn't a big surprise. Uh, it's never a surprise, but it was a welcome return to uh, the winner's circle for Micro Hall, Super Coach Hall. He had uh, both finalists in the women's, Lakey and Molly, both working with him, and just – you know, uh, listening to him talk uh, at t Techno Vikings Night, you know, you, you just can tap into it really easily. Hey, you can see what he brings. And he brings sort of structures and ideas. They're the two things, man. And ideas are power. And structure and discipline is how you reach that power. And I just love that, you know, he's gotten Molly out of a little funk, a mid-year funk. Back into the finals, sit looking good for that. You know she can focus now on on trestles. I think she'll put in a good, a good show at, at uh, Chopes anyway because she she loves the heavy stuff. She's been you know surfing reefs with Jughead for, for her entire life, and um you know Jug tells that famous story about how she'd like call him into like straight closeouts. And he'd be going, no, you don't want this one. She'd be going, go, go, go. And he's on the skis going, fuck, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Just punish her straight into the rocks. And um, But that to me, you know, it, it screams, I want that. And um, that's that's going to be a big advantage for her at a place like Chose where, you know, there's still, I'd say, a big chunk of the two who don't want it. Mm. Um, so great stuff there for Micro. And uh, what was the other big uh, – I thought – 
Marksy, Carol. I, I just had a really good time seeing her reach top gear. She's got Luke Egan in a corner. That seems to be working miracles. That's, I think, maybe even just temperamentally. You know, Luke's a pretty calm, direct customer, uh, no nonsense. And, and Carol seems to be a pretty straightforward person as well. Like, there's not a whole lot of fanfare around her. She, she just she kind of just cruises. And mm. I think that that seems to be a good partnership. And Louie's doing a fucking fantastic job, man, because – Marks his backhand. You talk about Connor at J-Bay. Like, she's the next Ock out there. She's the next Connor out there. She's blasting it, man. And, yeah, I, I feel like she's building beautifully. She's put in big time at Chopes too. So, good stuff there. Breakthrough performance. I'd have to say Lakey Peterson. I mean, look, it's been a decent year for the American. Uh, mm. A third at Pipe and a few quarters. But it was leaving her with, with plenty to do to crack that final five. Uh, until she came up with this breakthrough win mm. for 2023. And what a performance it was. Just that rangy, strong build of hers. Looked so perfectly suited to J-Bay. She could match the grunt. Uh, great style. Great great technique. Uh, and, and, and plenty of pressure that she had to deal with. Uh, so, you know, she's locked in a, a three-way race with, with Steph and Katie for that final spot. She needed to finish well ahead of Katie which she's done, and get some heats on Steph, which she's also done. Mm. So, yeah, that was a, a huge win in the context of her year and her career. And, uh, yeah, she, you know, hasn't really looked like threatening for a win all year. But when uh, when it was needed, the big gun fired, and, and now she is right in the convo. Uh, and as you mentioned, yeah, right in the convo for the final five. And as you mentioned, uh, Micro, the super coach, mm. two, two horses in the final yeah, so, mate. Pretty good. In, I don't know what he's what he's got him on. Nah, but, but what's um, it all mean, Spivy? Let's, 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 uh, let's have a little breakdown heading into the final event of the 2023 Was calendar because it's a monster one, man. And I tell you, if it stands up and gives us anything remotely close to what it's capable of, of giving us, uh, swell-wise, wind-wise, you know, like if it gives us like that John John Slater super semi year or – even the Owen Wright year where uh, he won out there, we are in for one of the all-time great showdowns for the for the was Rippy was final five. Yeah, time. it's absolute must-see TV. I mean, uh, you look at what's happening in the men's side of the draw. Griffin's a lock, meaning there is now a five-way shootout for that last place between Jiao Chianka, a absolute like. Probably the, there's no guy who wants it more oh, than no. Jiao. No. Uh, you got Yago Dora, no slouch out there. Medina, uh, an event winner there. John, an event winner. Jack Robbo, the Vortex oh, Shaman. Can the Shaman summon? Wow, some sort of cosmic vibration. Like you think five guys who are all bona fide fucking lunatics all going there on a mon- like a monstro swell. Kona Quens, like this should be a world title showdown. Like, that's, that's the only fucking bummer about it. We're, we're, we're going to be competing to get a spot at Trestles with, like, the biggest animals and tube pigs of all time. Mm. It's crazy, man. It's, it's as good as any world title showdown you can think of over the years because you've got John and Medina, two, you know, multiple times world title winners going head-to-head for a place in the grand final mm. uh, at Trestles, at Chopes. So, like, this really is... The big dance yeah. coming up at Chopes. In a lot of ways, it has a lot more to offer than even the Trestles event does. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely must watch. And then 
in the women's. Uh, so what do we got here? We got Carissa, Tyler, Caroline, and Molly. All a lock. Locked. I believe. Let me just double check I that. I think you're right. Uh, I think I'm pretty sure I saw that because um, that means there's one spot left. Yeah. So now you've got Katie Simmers, the uh, the only one in any kind of jeopardy at fifth. You've got Lakey Peterson in sixth. And uh, you've got Steph uh, in seventh. And then Tatiana, also a mathematical possibility if she were Whoa. to final it choke. Mate, who are you putting money on there yeah, out of those It's an interesting four? one, man. Because... I mean, it's you know, Taddy. It's got to it be. It is Taddy, but at the same time, like she's got so much ground to make up that I, I, I just don't know if uh, she's got it in her. And for me, like, I, I want to believe Steph can get the job done there. And you know, given we're, we're discussing this the other night, given the abundance of left slabs in this country. Mm. It is. We've talked about this in the past on the show. Like, it, it, it's so strange how weak she is in that department. Mm. And I mean, fuck, dude. She could go to Voodoo, Aussie Pipe, uh, you know, uh, Blacks. Like, fuck, mate. There's heaps of them. Just do a week there. Mm. All, all these waves are, you know, maybe not as consequential, but probably as consequential given the size the women are likely to surf at. I don't think they're going to put them out in waves. Or just go to Chopes, man. Just go there now. Like, yeah. fuck, you, your whole life. Uh, especially now with a three-month off-season, what is the commitment? Like, what are you going to miss out on? What do you need to do? Like, th- there's only one thing to do. If you want to make the final five, if you want to win that ninth world title, you go there now. And that's the same for Katie, and it's the same for... for um, Who's the other surfer that's in the running? Oh, Lakey and, oh, Lakey. and Tatiana, yeah. Yeah, if, if you're Lakey and you're Katie and you're Steph, that's where you're going. Yeah, I mean, Steph has to get a couple of heats on Katie, and I'd actually probably have my money on Katie out of that group to do well. I mean, she's done the time. She's been down there with Russ Bjork on the south coast, surfing some super technical Mm. slabs. It really just comes down to confidence. It does. And for Steph, I mean, far out. To not have a fundamental thing dialed at this stage of your career, backside tube riding, Mm. pig dogging, it's bizarre. Like, I I can't think of many sports where you could get to this level and have the kind of success she's had without uh, a fundamental like that dial. I mean, it just goes to show, imagine if the, the, the women's world tour was full of lefts mm. or left barrels. Instead, it's, it's you know, tended to be full of rights. So that's why she's won so many world mm. titles. But man, she's got she's got to, she's got to get some grit. This is it. And get it done here. Because, this is it, uh, mate. mate uh, if she can make the final five, the money's on her to do what she did last exactly. year. In, in any kind of head high right, fuck, she is an absolute wizard. I've got another prediction for you too. If if Carissa Moore loses the world title this year in similar scenario to uh, last year, we might see the last of what Rippy was finals. Mm. I reckon that finals day might get canned because you look at the year she's had, you look at the year Felipe's had, like, mate, uh, I know it's the old system. I know you can't compare apples and oranges, but it seems ludicrous that someone who could have the year that Carissa's had can't win the comp, like, isn't the world champion. It seems ludicrous to me. It's crazy, especially isn't it? at fucking trestles. Yeah, imagine God that. bless trestles. Like I'm going to be watching it. I'll be invested. I'll be pumping it up, sitting here with you, Smith, bucket corn deluxe. You know, getting frothed out as much as anyone. But just at this particular period, after what we've seen, it it would be a disgrace. Mate, imagine having this kind of year getting to that point and walking away with literally nothing. Like, mm. what do they give you these days? 
for a runner-up? Is it a, you know, a, a pair of Elo's soiled undies, a, a used Franger it's an esky, in tongs? Mate. It's an esky. A Yeti esky <laughs> full of fish guts that some cunt forgot to clean out. <laughs> It's, nah. uh, yeah. Oh, mate. But look, uh, Smithy, I'll tell you one thing, man. Pro surfing has done it. It's pulled my head out of the wheelbarrow full of lemons. And, uh, yeah, the sourness has gone, mate. I-, I feel invigorated. I feel excited. I'm ready for chopes. The story's heading in there a fucking all time. Will he go? Won't he go? What's Flippy going to do? Where's Steph? Can she do it again? Fucking Jack Robbo, come on the Vortex Shaman. So much to love, brother. We're back, mate. We're back. Stay tuned for the Chopes preview. Competition surfing. Rashes. Oh, yeah. Maybe I can get